0: everybody and welcome back to another episode of the hardcore half hour a subsidiary of the hardcore gamers if you will a sort of shell company like up in new england wouldn't you say michael
1: uh yes that's right we've uh, relocated to uh, the other coast uh, to record
0: this episode so no no this... <laughs> no that's just where all the bills get sent and if we never pick up the bills then they're never paid but today's episode isn't about paying bills it's about something much scarier and that's gaming fatigue but first michael it's a new month that means we have a new game club pick for june why don't you tell us what you've picked Yeah,
1: um, so uh, we're doing something a little bit different uh, for June. We're going to be covering uh, two games uh, for our Game Club picks. Both of them are shorter indie games, so I think we can all handle it. But my two choices for this month were Toem, uh, the 2021 uh, photography adventure game, as well as Transistor. Uh, The 2014 Supergiant uh, follow-up to their initial release, Bastion. These are two games that have kind of been uh, on my pick list for a little while. and I thought this would be a cool time to explore both of them. Both of them are, like I said, a little bit shorter. We just added Delaine uh, to our roster here, and she has mentioned how she's really into Hades and has been playing some Bastion. Uh, So I think this is going to be a good time uh, to jump into Transistor there and kind of get everybody's thoughts on uh, Supergiant's journey a little bit more. And I love photography and I love the art style of Toem, so I'm really excited to kind of explore that one and get everyone's thoughts there.
0: There you have it, folks, our Game Club pick for June. Make sure to leave your thoughts in our Discord as well as our Twitter. I am looking forward to a couple of indie picks for this month. Every once in a while, sometimes you just play too much dang video game or nothing in your library sounds good to play. So today, Michael and I are going to be addressing some of the issues facing gamers in uh fatigue uh their personal lives and also just kind of like how do you pick a new game after you finish a game right these are all very important questions so michael i guess i'll just start out by asking you what causes you to feel burnt out on a game well
1: uh i think there's a few things that can contribute to burnout on a game uh you know i really like video games i want to finish something when i get started with it but that can create a lot of pressure too especially if you're not actually having fun playing that game
0: mm-hmm. yes this is uh this this is something uh i think we run into every once in a while at the hardcore gamers show um sometimes our game club picks you know sometimes we're all very excited to play them sometimes like none of us are very excited or sometimes we all just have a different opinion or a different take and uh, it can be difficult uh, completing a game that you don't feel uh, committed to you know
1: totally and um, you know this is something I think we've kind of had to learn how to deal with uh, trying to transition into you know content creators a little bit more so than casual gamers, uh just kind mm-hmm. of playing for, for fun ourselves. Yeah, yeah like you mentioned when we know, were hardcore. <laughs> of course, when we were when we were softcore gamers. <laughs> yeah,
0: when we were just little noobs.
1: Um but like I mentioned, you know, that added pressure of kind of having the assignment of completing a game, that can be a lot. Um even outside of game club, you know, one thing that I kind of decided at the beginning of this year was, hey, I want to finish a lot of games that I play, but I may have done myself a little bit of a disservice because, you know, I end up in this scenario a lot of times now where I kind of look at a game and I'm kind of interested in playing that game, but then I have this thought in the back of my mind, like, but am I going to finish that game? And if the answer is no, you know, I start leaning a little bit more towards, I don't even want to play this game at all
0: hmm Yeah, uh I, I have a uh sort of uh opposite problem, like a mirror problem to you in that I don't finish a lot of video games, uh, but I do try a bunch of video games. But I would say that like, yeah, it is a little uh tricky because what you want to do is you wanna have um I guess like, and maybe this comes from some sort of internal ideal that I have to be the smartest gamer in the room or that maybe I have to have had like the most knowledge of a game or played the, you know, you want the gamer score, you want the cred. Um, (laughs) Or perhaps I do. And uh, (laughs) when you finish a game, you just get like one more little tick, uh, like one more little notch that proves you're a real gamer. And also you have that experience, right? Think about like not having finished a game like Bioshock Infinite or even like Half-Life 2. Those are both, Games with very uh, interesting stories, you know. Uh, whether or not you like them is up to you, but it is something you can talk about and something you can say, "Wow, wholeheartedly, I've experienced this." But even just like a taste of the of a game, sometimes you know, I played thirty minutes of BioMutant, and mm-hmm. I knew after thirty minutes that I was like, "Ah, oh, yeah, you know what? Not for me."
1: I, I think you're onto something there. Like, you know, you don't always have to have finished the entire experience to think uh, I kind of know
0: everything that I need to know <laughs> about this experience. We've played a lot of video games. At some point in time, you know what a video game is going to look like, and you can make a value judgment about it. You know, it's it's one of the interesting points, and we can get to it uh, a bit more with the later question I have, but. I can get pretty burnt out on a JRPG, and then I go back to Persona in a heartbeat. I don't even think about it. Um, But uh, I wanted to ask uh, if there's any other activity you do uh, or hobby you'd like to do instead uh, if you don't want to game. Uh, I personally uh, have gotten into model building at one point. I'm doing less of it now in this apartment because we've ran out of space. but. I really like building uh, Gundam and uh, Evangelion models because it's uh, something I can do with my hands, something I can just kind of like tune out my brain and work uh, very tactile. And uh, it it is still something I'm doing with my hands. I'm keeping my hands occupied. Uh, Yeah. But it's meditative, you know? It's kind of like when you get like really deep into a video game, like technically, and you're in that kind of flow. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's a that's a great site activity. I love that you've got something, uh, like you said, to kind of create something with your hands. Um, there's a definitely a sense of satisfaction mm-hmm. of, you know, creating and not just consuming. Um, right. So I, th- I think that's a really great answer. And if you've got a creative outlet, um, something other than just consuming, uh, you know, the screen time with the video games, explore that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I uh you know I've got a few other side activities I like I like to read I've recently gotten into comic books more um and that's been a lot of fun for me I also like to uh just listen to some music uh you know I've started collecting some vinyls and it can be really relaxing uh to just flip on the vinyl something about it you know being a physical product gives me just a little a little more you know s- soothing of an experience for me and so I enjoy doing some things like that.
0: Totally. And and I would say, especially for uh keeping a vinyl collection and like uh enjoying listening to records, vinyl especially, it, it, it's something ritualistic, you know. You treat yourself to this music. You it has so much intentionality behind it too. And uh it, it can be like very rewarding to like, uh, I'm gonna treat myself to um uh, An Alt-J album, for me, was, like, one of the first vinyls I had. And it felt so different, like, leaning back and listening to it and, like, thinking about the sound that the record was making.
1: Yeah, well, like you said, it, there's kind of a ritual to it. It's it's a little bit more involved mm-hmm. than just clicking on the next song on your Spotify playlist. So, you know, if you've got different uh, activities like that, anything uh, to get away from the screen for a moment, I think, is a good thing. But, you know going outside as well <laughs> we don't know al- we don't always have that uh, pleasure o- over here in Oregon you know we get a lot of, a lot of dreary rain but especially in a month like this uh, uh my partner Katie and I love taking walks in there's uh you know a little park in our neighborhood and just getting outside and smelling some fresh air can be uh, really cleansing for the mind
0: it's really nice gamers, go touch some grass. You've <laughs> you've earned it. And uh, yeah, I would agree uh, wholeheartedly with that. It's so difficult. It feels like you're always surrounded with the screen. It feels like your phone is always asking you to look at it. Your job is always asking you to look at a computer or a screen or a prompt or like like any point of service, point of sales, like machine. You're just always looking at a screen. So it can be hard to convince yourself like, i see the meme roll around every once in a while that's like uh i hate being at work and looking at bad screen i want to go home and look at good screen
1: (laughs) Uh, yeah i look at the screen most of the time at my job and uh yeah i i feel uh, i don't know guilty about it but at the same time like i want to get back to my good
0: screen at home (laughs) yeah i mean i i've i've passed the like guilt or like shame of uh gaming as like a sort of like solitary or screen focused activity because one look around you everything's on fire and two like i really love this hobby it's really great it provides me with so much like self-care too like it's something that i like to do uh in my spare time to help me relax um it helps me sort of like Uh, think through problems that i have so it can be difficult when you're like when you just sort of like reach the end of your rope or you find yourself like trying to get to a new game or like looking for a new game to really get captured by and it can be uh it can be a little difficult when uh it's not always clear to you you know Mm -hmm.
1: One thing that I love about gaming so much, you know, something that's unique to the medium is like being able to have different endings and different paths that you can kind of explore. And there's a lot of, you know, player agency in a lot of uh, video games and that is unique to the medium. And I think that's one thing that players like you and I find so attractive and, and why, you know, you do see people play a lot of video games.
0: Yeah. Totally. And for so many different reasons too. Like we're not big MMO people, but I am in a Discord server with a extremely active uh Final Fantasy fourteen thread. Mm-hmm. Like extremely active. It is bonkers. Um but when you find something that clicks, it really clicks. And uh um I I was wondering, uh, Michael, if uh you have like Any insight on what inspires you to like get into a game or like commit to a game? Like, what are the sort of criteria, or what are the sort of uh, feelings you have when like a game does click with you?
1: One uh, thing that I was kind of thinking about, um, mulling over this idea of how how to kind of get over uh, fatigue or yeah, get excited about a new game, um, was trying a different genre. And uh, sometimes that can be the exciting thing. And uh, personally, just to reference our last game club, you know, I wasn't very familiar with visual novels exactly as a genre. Um, But once I started playing that, I kind of, uh, I kind of ate that game up. Like uh, Mm -hmm. it was a new kind of genre to me. And I was like, oh, this is, this is very exciting again. This is something that I haven't exactly done. And it really, uh, you know, spurred that passion again to, to, do a deep dive and really get into a game so i think you know try something that you know it's still a game but maybe is a little out of your wheelhouse of what
0: you're used to yeah i i agree um i think that's something that can be like incredibly rewarding like uh i haven't been very into deck builders um i played a, a bit of slay the spire and i thought it was like fine like I played that game and was like, wow, like I can see how you can get lost playing this game. It is very fun. Uh, but it wasn't really uh hitting all those like marks for me uh like the way inscription did, you know. Up until that point, I was playing mostly JRPGs and character action games. I ended up playing inscription just kind of on a like, oh, I hear this is like a weird, spooky game, I'll check it out. And just being like how can you have developed this like integrated of a like deck building system with such endless reiterations? It really did inspire me and it changed the way that I thought about video games. It made me more excited to return back to like old favorites or Mm -hmm. games that I maybe like gave a shot but didn't see through to the end. Like really inspired me to think about games a little differently. Um, So I think anything that uh, challenges you or is outside of your uh, general comfort zones are great ways to sort of uh, pique your interest in a game. And uh, on the flip side of that, if you try something new and you hate it, then you're like, okay, well, I'm definitely (laughs) not playing this or like I'm definitely going to be trying something more like this next time and uh i i would also just put uh one more uh exclamation mark on uh returning to an old favorite sometimes uh you don't know uh what you're missing sometimes you return to a game and you have some fresh eyes and you see it differently i'm playing bayonetta a little bit right now uh and that was a game that i played like uh, quite a bit of but never finished mm-hmm. uh, I'm playing the remaster of Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles again that is a game that I'm like wow like I should have just left this in my childhood <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I, I wanted to ask if you had and this is going to be my last question so I hope you have a good uh, <laughs> story uh, do you have an experience burning out on a game
1: I think my most recent answer is actually going to be at the end of a game. Um, Because a lot of when I experience burnout is after I've finished playing a really great game. Um, And this just happened to me, I think, after finishing Elden Ring uh, this year, because that game was so expansive, very, very big. I had just a total blast playing it. I think it is fantastic and then once i was done with it you know i was kind of lost honestly for a little bit like nothing seemed as quite as good to me nothing seemed quite as appealing uh you know and so that can be a really h- hard time <laughs> mm-hmm. uh as far as fatigue goes after after you've kind of finished um a really good experience um a lot of stuff just doesn't doesn't seem quite as appealing
0: yeah you get those uh rose colored lenses about like the game that you were just playing and you're Mm -hmm. like why am i not just still playing that sometimes i keep playing games after i finish them i i played uh horizon forbidden west for a little bit uh after i had finished it until it glitched out on me um (laughs) but uh i have a pretty uh uh more of like a crash and burnout on a game story um tell me about it yeah i will so um i graduated high school in the year 2014 brag yeah (laughs) humble brag um (laughs) and uh i was just having a summer doing my thing getting ready to head off to college and sometime in god i honestly want to say it was like september 12th of 2014 maybe uh destiny came out Mm. and i was there at midnight to pick up destiny at the end of my summer where there was still time before college and i wasn't working and all of my other friends had gone off to college and so i just played destiny for a week like really just four A whole week I was playing Destiny. I was sleeping and I was playing Destiny. (laughs) I was doing and uh, that was pretty tough. Yeah. Hey, man, those were the good times when you were (laughs) still a kid, though. Yeah. Well, and yeah, I was a kid. And so like it was a very attractive proposition until like I think my like parents were out of town and maybe I had like something that I needed to do. And it was like truly a week later like maybe a saturday or something and i uh went downstairs to like uh and you know i was going to the bathroom i was brushing my teeth uh but i like hadn't really like looked at myself in a mirror and i Uh saw how red my eyes were (laughs) and how like lifeless my skin was and so I showered, I shaved, I uh, put the game in its case, and I drove to GameStop because <laughs> I was just like, here, I, I'm done with this game. I played it. Um, I played this whole game. I did. It, it sounds uh, like you made the good choice in the end for your sanity and your health. <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a uh, act of like self-care or uh-huh. a, uh, <laughs> rescuing myself from crisis. <laughs>
1: I have uh, tips that I want to make sure uh, to mention here because I think these are good ones. Um, Another thing that I would say is don't be afraid to use cheats slash guides. Oh my God. Uh, Because I think there's a lot of times where you might be enjoying a game overall, but you can get stuck. That can be a really frustrating thing. I know for me, um, if I'm lost in an area, if I go in too many circles, I start to get dizzy in real life. Um, and so now if I get lost, like if I'm even sensing that I'm getting lost, a lot of times I'll go straight to a guide. There's no shame in it, man. Just have your fun the way that you need to have your fun, you know?
0: Hell yeah, dude. Guides are great. Uh, persona guides are wonderful, JRPG guides are wonderful. Uh, it's really great if you can experience a JRPG like completely without a guide, but JRPGs are long. Some people straight up just don't have the time and can't afford the time. So I think it's perfectly fine. I think it's great. Uh, I would also uh, say that um, uh, testing out a lot of games at once is okay. It's cool to sample stuff, uh, especially if you're a person like me and uh, buys like a couple things in a sale and then like doesn't touch them for a while. (laughs) Go back into that library, man. I know you got something in there you haven't played. (laughs) So, Michael, uh, I think you may have a little something extra special for us in this hardcore half hour. Yes,
1: Vincent, we're doing things a little different. Uh so I think we're just going to get right into it. I figured since it's just you and I today, uh we could spend a few minutes here playing a fun little game. So I've gathered some would you rather questions. Actually, uh I should say I should be clear about this. I wrote all of these would you rather <laughs> questions. The internet was almost completely useless as far as finding video game would you rather questions. Mm-hmm. But those Um, are
0: the only questions that we've ever written for ourselves. All of the listener mail has been real. (laughs) I think these are going to be pretty fun. So let's jump right into them. I'm excited
1: to hear your answers. Vincent, would you rather wake up in a vault in the Wasteland or on a carriage in Skyrim?
0: Oh, no. Uh, I would have to say I would rather wake up in the carriage uh being asked if i'm awake uh i would yes i would much prefer that because i know i get out alive uh i have played the beginning of skyrim so many times i know uh alduin ain't shit and uh i know that i'll be perfectly fine getting away uh until i find my first cave and am swiftly killed by a spider
1: uh yeah yeah I think uh both would be you know scary in their own, right, but I think I gotta go with you uh and and go with the fantasy setting in Skyrim because I just well... don't
0: want to deal with the radiation <laughs> yeah
1: i think there's I think there's more threats in general, just kind of walking around out in the wasteland uh so i I think I'm with you there i I would have to go with Skyrim as well. moving right along. let's go with number two here. Would you rather? have a tiny otzel best friend or a tiny robot best friend
0: now remind me what's an otzel
1: now the otzel is daxter from jack and daxter oh. and of course the tiny robot that i have in mind is clank from ratchet and clank so you can have a tiny little furry friend or a tiny little robot friend
0: i'm going to go with the furry friend i just love a little freak you know <laughs>
1: i wouldn't have it any other way um except that i would go with the robot friend he's just got (laughs) he's just got too much utility you know he's uh, it's true if it it is clank he's got the jetpack um if he's got the jetpack
0: upgrade you know i'm all about that i'm (laughs) right he can do quick math for you he can uh like set reminders on himself probably pretty easily yeah
1: Alright, this is good. This is good. We're learning about each other. Um, Okay, Uh, number three here. Would you rather see Naughty Dog's Final Fantasy or Square Enix's The Last of Us?
0: I would definitely want to see Naughty Dog's Final Fantasy. Uh, I I think they could absolutely destroy an action RPG uh, hands down. Like, no no question about it as soon as they start making like their like triple a games with their like last of us part two budget on Mm. magic it's over
1: uh yeah i i agree with you there i think naughty dog is just like they're too top tier of a studio you just know that like naughty dog's final fantasy would slap so hard (laughs) yeah
0: of course i'm trying I've... to think of what square Enix's the last of us is
1: yeah that's um i do think that would be really interesting to see because i mean it's final you...
0: fantasy 7 dirge of Cerberus. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it would just be it would just be i think it would be very unique and new to us as well uh but i i agree with you i I'd, I'd like to see naughty dog's final fantasy naughty dog doing almost anything i think is a cool prospect <laughs>
0: If they had the license, how crazy would that be?
1: Alright, let's go with this next one here. Would you rather eat your enemies and poop them out as an egg or eat your enemies gain their abilities and not worry too much about what happened to their physical form? Hmm. Would you rather be Yoshi or Kirby?
0: Hmm. I think I'd rather be Kirby because then I would be like a god. Yeah, there's something about gaining their abilities. I think that's kind of
1: it's almost OP, right?
0: Yeah, for sure. It's uh it's your friend when you were like playing like superheroes and their superpower was having all the powers. <laughs> my power is your power plus 1. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every time, every time you add to yours, mine is always plus 1. <laughs> uh okay, that's that's good. I think I'm going to go with uh eating my enemies and pooping them
1: out as an egg though, cuz I like the I like the insult that's added to that, you know. And maybe I could even do it to my friends to just
0: mm-hmm.
1: be a jerk sometimes and, and laugh. Cause they can, they get out eventually.
0: Right. Unless you were like, you know, standing on the side of like a, uh, racing Final destination. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was going to say building like Pokemon center. I was like, Oh, but like that would actually be sad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I got
1: a few more. Would you rather play god of war with the persona 5 soundtrack or persona 5 with the god of war soundtrack
0: do i get to pick which god of war sure okay uh then yeah i would love to play persona uh five with the god of war 2018 soundtrack psych how funny <laughs> would that be dude that would be <laughs> so funny like
1: all of those battles would be so more, so much more epic, right? Uh, yeah, but... it would definitely need a script rework. <laughs> uh huh, uh huh. But I think I'd go with the God of War with the Persona soundtrack, just because I think I, I have to see what that would look like to make God of War a jazzy, <laughs> funky experience like that
0: yeah it would be great to play like ps2 era like god of war like god of war 2 but like life will change just blasting on repeat (laughs) oh
1: yeah oh yeah i could i could see it (laughs) here's a tough one for you would you rather that mario never existed or that the legend of zelda never existed
0: just mario dies Mario never, Mario never existed snapped.
1: in the first place.
0: Dang, he gets snapped. Um, ooh, that's a tough one. I guess, like, I'm thinking, like, historically, I think mm-hmm. I would be uh okay if Legend of Zelda didn't exist. But I, oh. I think... Yeah, I think I need to keep Mario around. You heard it here. Vincent killed The Legend of Zelda. (laughs) Listen, I don't care for him. I don't care for his weird green hat. I don't care (laughs) for his name, Zelda, either.
1: All right, I'm starting to understand this decision. (laughs) But, you know, it, it hurts either way, but I think overall I have higher amount of love for my favorite zeldas than i do for my favorite mario so i gotta go with mario
0: never existed i see and and that's my exact reasoning but for mario's like yeah imagine imagine a world where i didn't grow up playing super mario world i can't imagine it that I, world wouldn't exist i would yeah, have become a yeah. god and collapsed the earth like a star I think
1: I think um, for me, Twilight Princess just hit me at the right time. Where oh man, that's a very formative uh, experience for me.
0: We were like thirteen or something. Yeah, it yeah. was insane. Or we we were probably I don't know what year did that come out? Two thousand six? Uh
1: yeah, because it was a GameCube Wii. It, it, it was a cross generational release. It was like a release release for the Wii so I think 2006 is about right
0: yeah so we would have been 10 which is like you know if if you're if you were 10 in 2006 you know then that's the real 13.
1: (laughs) oh yeah so I I just couldn't do it man I couldn't I couldn't go without let's see um next up would you rather see your life from a third person perspective or from a top-down bird's-eye view
0: perspective You know what, like, I think (laughs) this is such a funny question because like I dissociate sometimes and like (laughs) I'm trying to think of like, huh, like I guess I suppose if I always saw my life in a third person perspective, that would be incredibly helpful because then I could like whip the camera around to see behind me without turning my head. that's what I was thinking about too. Is like the third person is so good for corner peeking and such, right? That that would be useful. <laughs> you would need it, especially you know, like you're picking up like an item and you're like, okay, I gotta turn my back. Like, yeah. Uh, what about this though? If you
1: if you have the top down bird's eye view, I kind of imagine that that comes with uh the like Sims level. You can see through the ceiling and like into different rooms at the same time. Oh, right? I. See
0: yeah so so the difference is like but i was thinking more like hotline miami Mm -hmm. (laughs) i think if i was top down i'd be too wild that would be like early gta hotline miami yeah i gotta do the third person perspective just to keep me humble at least and to see how (laughs) high i can jump because yeah
1: (laughs) yeah i go with third person too but i think i think i'm just more used to that maybe Maybe if we were a little bit older and we played, you know, even more of the, like, computer uh, uh, CRPGs and things like that. Uh Maybe if that perspective was even more uh, familiar for us, but I'll I'll go with third person for now, too. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Last few. Would you rather wield Mjolnir the Hammer or wear Mjolnir the Armor?
0: Oh, uh wear Mjolnir the armor so I can get jacked off all the time. Is that what that armor does? Yeah, no, it doesn't. Uh but you can you can shit in it. Uh it's one of the Dune suits. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is! It holds your life's your body's water.
1: <laughs>
0: and Cortana is one of uh uh John's water rings, which is why oh, uh... they're married.
1: I hadn't even considered that the Mjolnir armor comes with uh, a hologram, babe, that you're in love with. Um, Dune heads! Is, that is tough. You know what? Uh, just, to, just to keep things interesting, I'm going to go with Mjolnir the Hammer. Because I think uh, you know, that means that I'm worthy, and I think that's pretty cool.
0: And I if can fly. If you could wield it, you would be worthy, that's true. Plus you would get like your like, complete Asgardian makeover, too yeah yeah and um, and i know you're curious i'm curious as well
1: <laughs> um all right would you rather be a jedi or
0: a witcher jedi or a witcher ah oh, jeez. oh man that's awful what awful choices <laughs> i suppose a jedi because like I wouldn't want to be a religious zealot but if i was i probably wouldn't mind because I'd be <laughs> a zealot. yeah yeah <laughs> you wouldn't be thinking about it too much you know you just you would you would be or <laughs> also like like plus laser sword plus force wield plus access to jedi knowledge it's, sure. it's an attractive proposition
1: yeah yeah i feel you there um uh I'll go with Witcher just because I think it'd be cool to have two swords and be like this one's for monsters, this one's for men.
0: Yeah, but it gets really annoying when those like ladies are yodeling at you all the time <laughs> and so many side quests. I mean, give me a break. <laughs> I know. <laughs> all right, last
1: one here. Would you rather be on a delivery quest that never ends or an escort quest that never ends? Jeez,
0: a delivery quest that never ends. (laughs) Because escort
1: quests are the worst.
0: (laughs) Because escort quests are literally the worst. I don't care where (laughs) the destination is. If it never ends, then I'll take my time, you know. But Uh yeah, I'll I'll do that thing you do when you like get into a uh, open world RPG and it like has very clear arrows to the main quest, and you're like, got it. Turn 180 degrees and walk the opposite direction. (laughs) yeah yeah understood
1: um i'm gonna go with well depends on who i'm escorting right if it's a good if it's a good companion maybe i don't mind doing this escort quest
0: i mean is is um ellie an escort quest yeah, and uh, that's what I—that's the funny thing that I always
1: think of, of with people complaining about escort quests. Is I feel like it used to be a bigger problem, and then The Last of Us and The Walking Dead season one—I uh, think both came out the same year—and both of those <laughs> games are just basically escort quests,
0: but they're really good but they're also like integrated into the game in a way that like you you usually see escort quests are like here keep me safe from any enemy touching me for yeah. the next 5 minutes
1: yeah yeah uh i think they used to be a bigger problem and and people we've kind of learned how to how to do that a similar thing without those those old problems so i'll, I'll go with an escort quest and uh just hope that uh, i wasn't cursed with ashley from resident evil 4 <laughs>
0: well amazing yeah keep wishing and uh i wish you all a very wonderful evening because this is going to wrap up our hardcore half hour on gaming fatigue feel free to send us your thoughts to hgzgameclub at gmail.com or at the hgz show on twitter and make sure to join us on discord to talk all things video games with the gamers every day Thank you, Michael. My name is Vincent Pan. This has been the Hardcore Gamer Show. Gamers out.